Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, OK Ringo. You know me, your favorite host, Edward Bell. And I am your second favorite host, Harrison Garcia. And, uh, Ed, I saw a movie the other day that it doesn't matter what it is, but it it, it really sucked. Like, I, I had to turn it off halfway through, but I had this weird thought that if I had watched this movie on a plane or some other place where I wasn't at home and could turn it off, I probably would have watched the whole thing. Yeah, uh, that's fair. A plane, a plane movie is such a different experience because it's the most—it's the thing you're most connected to through that entire flight. Yeah, because you can't go anywhere, and it's not like there's anything else to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you pick out movies on the plane? Do you lo- just look at what everybody else is watching? <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually try to like watch something that like I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise, you know, or like something that like I like am like, oh yeah, like. Why didn't I see that originally? I also try to not watch anything that's like too dark or heavy or like actually serious. I feel like if you're on a plane, you don't want to watch anything that's like a little too, you know, like dramatic. Yeah, absolutely. You'll end up crying. You don't want to cry in the middle seat. That's the worst seat to cry. Well, not only that, but like the the example that I can think of specifically is I once watched the movie Selma on a plane. Not the optimal environment for that movie uh, about Martin Luther King and that whole thing. Not not the greatest thing when you're on a plane. It just was kind of a bummer on a plane. Gotcha, because there's so many sex scenes in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, wiretapped FBI sex scenes. Yeah, uh, that seems to be a problem with me with picking out movies. Every time I pick out a movie on the plane, like, I consciously am like, you're going to try to find one that does not have a sex scene in it. And then, sure enough, it's like the grossest, raunchiest sex scene. <laughs> Most of the time, they edit that out for the movie. Yeah, I don't know. But there'll still be some humping, and I'm in the middle <laughs> seat. And y- well, it's just hard not to look like a perv when there's just a romantic, steamy sex scene happening right in front of you. Have you ever been on a plane and walked by someone that was watching a movie on a laptop that definitely they should not have been watching on a laptop? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've seen seen some nipples, seen some butts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, and especially, like, I've, I've been walking by people and I've been like, you're, people can see what you're watching. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. In a way, I kind of envy those people because <laughs> they just give no fucks. Yeah. I, uh, a few years ago, um, I went to my brother's wedding in Turkey. Uh, that was a flight from Denver to New York and then a, and then a connection to New York to, I think it was Frankfurt is where we had to fly to first. It was like a nine, 10 hour flight. And so I basically caught up with the entire last like year of movies that I had not seen. Uh, Selma, as I already mentioned, was one of those. But then I also watched both John Wick one and John Wick two, and that's the best kind of movie to watch on a plane because oh, it's just absolutely. straight up ridiculous. Just completely mindless. Yeah, yeah. Also, that is that. Those are great movies. I enjoy. Yeah. Both oh no, John super Wicks. fun. Like I would have liked it whether I was on a plane or not. But the fact that I was on a plane was great, just because it was like so ridiculous and mindless. And like, yeah, it looks good, but it's not like I was losing that much on a you know plane screen. Yeah, I did the same thing when I the only time I flew internationally I flew to Germany and it was like I drew, I had to fly to Iceland first and that was like 8 hours or something yeah. and then it was like Iceland to Germany and that was like another 4 or 5 or some shit. But yeah, I watch I can't sleep on planes cuz I'm like freaked out by them, so I just watch <laughs> movie after movie after movie. But you're not, but you're not it doesn't ruin the movie experience when you're freaking out about maybe dying on the plane. No, I get so drunk on planes. It's <laughs> And you don't fall asleep? No, because I'm just terrified. I don't know why, but uh planes are being in an airplane is like the scariest thing to me. Oh, absolutely. I I remember the first time I ever ate a whole bunch of edibles and went on a plane. I was sitting in my seat like before we were going to take off with my headphones on. 
And I don't remember what I was listening to, but I just remember like the edibles really kicked in hard. And I just remember like looking around and being like, is no one else freaked out that we're in basically like a flying tin can? Like, this is weird. This is weird what we're about to do right now. Yeah, and especially when you're over the ocean and you just look down, you're like, that's death. That's yeah, <laughs> I'm staring that's like, death in the eye. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember um, on that trip, um, I watched a movie. It was a Mark Wahlberg movie. I don't even remember which one. I just remember it was Mark Wahlberg gambling and owing a bunch of people money. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It was it was a fine movie, but it was I, I started watching it knowing that like we were getting toward the end of the flight. And so I watched the first half like before we landed and then we landed and like it, it all cut off and then i just picked it up on the second half on the flight <laughs> back two weeks later yeah because you don't want to <laughs> miss the ending to a mark Wahlberg movie <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel like that plot you just described is every Mark Wahlberg movie yeah yeah pretty much i it's uh it, it doesn't matter what it is just marky mark owing people money uh is is really half of hollywood Man, what is uh, what's your greatest fear? Everyone, everyone always talks about like public speaking is their big fear, but obviously we do that for funsies. So I feel like all comedians have the most random fears, like their biggest fears. What's yours? Intimacy. Intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's I'm a real kidding. one. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I'm fine. I think uh, you'd have to ask my girlfriend, but we've been together long enough. I think I've cleared that hurdle. Um, no, I'm, um, I, I'll be honest, like it's a, it's a weird one. I have never like had any sort of, uh, interaction with needles, whether it's giving blood or getting a shot where I didn't either pass out or almost pass out. Oh my God. Are you one of those people that always gets wheeled out? After yeah. Yeah. That is no, beautiful. I'm totally that guy. But here's the weird thing is that it's not like a mental fear. It's like, it's like a physical reaction that I can't control. Like, so I've given blood twice in my life and both times I like watch the needle go in and go, okay, cool. I'm giving blood. This is a good thing. Boom. Pass out. Yeah. That's a weird one. Like, cause you can't power through that. Like uh, my little sister has the same thing. And when we were teenagers, we had a bunch of piercings and stuff. So yeah, she would get a piercing and literally just pass out. Yeah. In high school, I had a friend who had like a birthday party at their house and part of the birthday parties they had someone come over like a professional and in their kitchen got a piercing and i heard the i thought you were gonna say that they took your blood yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's when i donated it (laughs) no no yeah not not quite but um yeah it was it was like the they were in the kitchen everything was okay and they got the piercing and i heard like i guess like the crunch or something and passed out but it wasn't like it wasn't like in my mind i was like oh my god this is crazy i was like okay this is fine and then literally like i i either watched it or heard it and I just like, next thing I knew, I woke up on the ground and everyone was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, that's always a fun experience where you open your eyes and there's a circle formed around you. <laughs> yeah, it's like never good. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like in my mind I was freaked out. It's just like, I, that is my physical reaction to anything like that. And I, I don't know why. I'm sure if I did therapy or something, I could find out, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't come up that much. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're doing needle drugs, that's not one that. that well, comes that's up. actually great. I will never be able to do needle drugs. You like just if bypass I it. Tried heroin. I don't think I could get through it. Nah. So it's fine. I'll never do heroin for that reason. I would love to see that video. You keep tying yourself off. You put the needle in, and you pass out. You just never <laughs> push the stopper down. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. I mean, all right. So what's yours? Uh, I really hate heights. I really, really hate heights. Okay. I did like a zip line thing with my nephew, and it, it was like this thing where you had to- I'm sorry. Your first mistake was doing a zip line. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I had to climb like three stories up, and he, this was when he was like six or seven, and he just did not give a shit. How old were you? Uh, so that would have been uh, 25 or something. Yeah. So- I'm sweating the whole time we're going up there. Just like <laughs> profusely. Like it happens on planes too. Like my hands get like shiny wet. Like you can actually watch fluid drip off of them. Is that why you hate planes? Because of heights? Uh, I think that's probably a lot of it, but also the fact that you're just, I don't know, it seems like a death sentence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. It's kind of sketchy. Yeah. Even though I guess cars are worse or whatever, it just seems, I don't know. Like if you're plummeting from the sky, I just, I can't even imagine a scenario where i survive <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some stories but it's pretty rare yeah yeah when i was going zip lining with my nephew at one point as a joke because i i mess with him all the time he had a joke he turned around and he's like hey you know if we fell we would die right now and i was like yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> but you got through okay yeah no, absolutely i yeah because i have to i can't let some like seven-year-old punk <laughs> show so, me up based on the story you just told me it sounds like um looking stupid in front of a little kid is actually more of a fear than heights yeah I, yeah i guess I, I that is true now i'm realizing that i have a lot of random fears <laughs> sorry it was time to trigger the kid sample absolutely it's always time to trigger the kid sample <laughs> <laughs> which is actually uh, the name of ed's new uh pro pedophilia podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd be surprised it makes it wait through wait i can't even talk i'm not even fuck this riff <laughs> you get, you get, <laughs> he gets he gets so excited about his pro pedophilia podcast that he can't even fully explain it on this one yeah i just get the jitters it's it's weird because it's the fastest that uh apple podcast has ever approved a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of wild um yeah it's actually um interesting because um it is it is now actually the most popular podcast immediately two episodes in and you've already surpassed joe rogan and mark Marin combined for the amount of listens yeah because all you have to do is call something pro pro pedos and put it in the, <laughs> in the comedy section and they're like he's joking yeah he's joking and, and that's actually how QAnon started and now they're coming for you yeah, that's that's fine. Um, I'm just waiting for them to sponsor this pod. Because <laughs> we'll take any money. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just it just is. for the record, I'm anti-pedophilia, no matter how Ed feels about it. Right, and, and the real Ed Bell is totally anti, anti-pedo. But, I mean, Ed Bell, the character... Got it. He likes to get you riled up. Yeah, I like I like how quickly you just pivoted to you know making yourself separate from your character. I see how it is. Oh, absolutely. That's how you stay safe in, in showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredibly fucked up how like some of those guys did start as comics, right? Like what was his name, Gavin McEnnis or whatever. Like there's like footage of him doing stand up online. That's fucking hilarious. I did not know that. Yeah, that I mean that makes sense. Everybody. Everybody that has a dark day tries stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you just described the plot of the movie Joker. Yeah, that's true. Though, yeah, that's it's a great movie. It's an okay movie. I would say he was better than most open micers I've seen. <laughs> yeah, well, I also think that he was better than the movie. I think that like Joaquin Phoenix yeah, yeah, was really I, good in that movie. That movie was, I think, would have been better if it wasn't trying to be so like topical, like oh, let's do an eat the rich thing. Let's do all. It just, it just felt like he just kept throwing ideas in there. 
And, you know, I don't know. It would have been better if they just, like, would have, you know, made it a Joker movie. Yeah, I don't know. People shit on it because the fan base is shitty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not necessarily shitting on it. Like, I think it was an interesting movie. But I think people, like, when it first came out, were like, oh, my God, this is, like, the greatest movie ever. And I definitely don't think that was No, like, I don't think that. I, I'm such a huge Joaquin fan. That no, he's great. Yeah, he's an incredible actor. I loved it. They could make a sequel, and I'd, I'd go see I it. I think they're working on one. Yeah, it seems like it's just free money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's that's actually the name it of it. It's Joker Two: Free Money. Yeah, I wonder, because in the last one, the villain was the Gotham City welfare system. Right. Yeah. Now, what are they going to take on? I don't know. Meter maids. <laughs> it's actually just the the street sweeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's just he becomes a meter maid, um, which actually would be kind of hilarious. That actually, I think we've just written an SNL sketch. Yeah, absolutely. You can buy it from us, SNL. I know yeah. you're hungry for them. You, yeah. you want to make a Joker sketch way yeah. too late? Based on all of the recent episodes of SNL I've seen, you guys need content. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Honestly, I haven't watched one in a minute. Yeah, you're, you're not missing much. Yeah, I don't know. It's If you look at their percentage, like their hit rating over the years, it's probably one good sketch an episode. But yeah. If, with the amount of episodes they've made, that's a lot of fucking good sketches. Yeah, no, I know, man. And uh, it's it's better than we do. I mean, I think we have pretty much one good joke every five episodes is what we've been averaging. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if that, that's... We want to uh, take a second uh, and pause on the shitting on SNL from our little podcast to uh, uh, do an ad here. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Bear Mace, everybody. Uh, Bear Mace. If uh, you just really, really, really want to feel like a big tough guy, just get a whole big strong can of Bear Mace carried on you at all times, everyone. It's the best way to feel like a man. Yeah, and 10% of every sale goes back to the LGBTQT community. <laughs> I don't think you got those letters exactly correct, but I think I think AI. we appreciate I think everyone appreciates it. Uh, you know the letters I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Vowels, consonants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, English, English language. Yeah, you, you guys are familiar. The alphabet community, you got it. Yeah. That's so, Bear Mace, everybody. Yeah, Bear Mace, everyone. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or you can buy it directly from our website, okringocomedy.com. You know, man, I don't believe you. I do not think that Charlie Brown's is a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're picking up a conversation we had off mic last night. Yeah, because I've been thinking about it ever since. Uh, you throw your argument out one more time. It's not an argument. I was just stating a fact. Okay, so for anyone that doesn't know, there is a bar in Cap Hill, uh, which, is, which is where I live. It's pretty much around the corner from where we are right now, and it's called Charlie Brown's. And everyone that lives in Cap Hill for as long as I've lived here, and it's been well over a decade now, um, Charlie Brown's is only the bar you go to because they give you free drinks on your birthday. If it's your birthday and they check your ID and they can verify that it's your birthday, you drink for free. And the only people that I know that go there are either uh, people that are there to drink for free or people I know who are gay and they go there because it's a gay bar. Uh, so my rebuttal to that is you could never have a gay bar called Charlie Brown's. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it sounds like the grossest name ever. It's a little too on the head. Yeah, dude. There's plenty of those in Denver. Okay, there's there there was a gay bar for a long time called Boys Town, and it was a very successful one. Yeah, that's not aggressive though. That's a like usually, 
they don't have aggressive names. They're kind of cute. I I disagree, man. Boys Town, that's a kind of cutesy name. Tracks, yeah, that's pretty cutesy. Yeah. Um, in Iowa City, it was called Studio Thirteen. Oh wow, pretty pretty cutesy. I, I, I'm not saying that it's exclusively a gay bar. I just know that like a couple years ago, um, I uh, took a gig playing for a LGBTQ choir i played bass in their band for you a while those letters like you're bragging about how you hit them in the right order well i i only did it to fuck with you man because <laughs> i can do it in order but yeah so i i i played on their show and that's where the after party was dude yeah that's i mean fair but i'm again gonna cite that the bar is called charlie brown's it's one of the last places on earth that has a live person playing piano in the corner yeah, I feel like this is one of those times where you're trying to convince me of this so that I tell other people. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just stating facts. Yeah, I mean... We were talking about it, and you brought it up, and you said that it was someone's favorite bar, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, it, that's cool. It's a gay bar, and that was news to you, and I feel like this is going to get us canceled. No, it's not going to get us canceled because that would imply that people are listening. Yeah, also, it's, it's, it's not like we're talking about it in a negative light. It, yeah, no, I, I, I was merely just stating facts. There. I think it's interesting that I was just stating facts and you seemed bothered by it. So let's explore that a little no, bit. No, I was not bothered by it. it was, well, <laughs> I pride myself on being observant. <laughs> I do observational well, I, comedy. I think you fucked up there. And I, I just feel like I would have noticed if it was a gay bar. Yeah, I, again, it's not exclusively a gay bar, but that's definitely part of it. Yeah. It's it's a very strange bar because it's also like kind of in a hotel, but I don't think it's a working hotel. Like I think it's like a hotel that are now apartments, but there's still like a front desk. It's a very strange place. I think it's mostly a hotel. No, I I think it used to be a hotel and now it's apartments. I'm pretty sure that's the uh. deal. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think I don't think I've never seen anyone actually like like check in there at the desk, but there's still like a concierge there. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, what's he doing then? If it's, I, I don't if know. It's That's what I'm tell. saying, dude. Maybe the whole thing is actually just a front. Yeah, I don't know. I I could maybe see it being a gay bar. I just feel like I would have noticed in the Midwest. Like, I get what you're saying. It's not exclusively gay bar. Like in the Midwest, it, you'll hang out at a gay bar if you're just a liberal person. You know, yeah. it's just to and find I think other that's the liberal deal with people. Charlie Browns. But again, like no one that I know would like mostly go out of their way to go there unless it's their birthday. And then they will go there and get absolutely shit house because they can drink for free. Yeah. Well, I think it's just one of two places that are open after 10 o'clock. That's mainly. Oh, you're right. No, no, no. Now, now I remember that was what the conversation was is you brought up. That there's a like a serious lack of bars that really like stay open late night. And I think that's true. It's weird because Denver's like kind of a big drinking party city, but nowhere is open past normal hours. No, I think it's because everyone gets very drunk off of IPAs and then they're like, <laughs> we have to wake up at five to hike. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're not wrong about that, dude. That's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, it's it's weird to have like athletic drunk people. <laughs> yeah, no, that Colorado is, is nothing but a bunch of people that are in good shape, but are in good shape because they just want to be able to drink harder. It's y- true. Yeah, uh, it was the very first place I had seen somebody drink a beer while hiking. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a whole thing. I feel like there are certain breweries that like kind of lean into that a little. Like one of our favorites is a brewery called Fourteener. It's literally called fucking 14 <laughs> yeah absolutely uh and 
they have a lot of people post on their like social media at the top of 14 or drinking a 14 in beer. Come to think of it, collectively, we have hosted a lot of shows at mountain-themed breweries like 14er and Jagged Mountain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Though I will say it's Denver, so everything is mountain-themed. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. It, yeah, everything is, it, whether it is or not, it still kind of is. Like, like there's, there's one called Dry Dock, and it's sort of nautical-themed, but it's in Colorado, so it's still kind of mountain-themed because most of the people in there when it's cold are wearing patagonia yeah it's because every brewery here is just made out of like repurposed wood (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was all formerly a garage where they used to sell hiking equipment and now it's just like you know a brewery yeah absolutely because we're so green here we recycle everything (laughs) (laughs) it's true Uh, i was it last night we did do an outdoor show and it damn near looked like a north face ad out there Oh, absolutely. The way everybody was bundled up. Yeah, North Face, Patagonia, any of those like activewear brands. It actually, among the comics, it was mostly a Carhartt ad. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's... I looked over at Derek Strooper, and I think he had exclusively Carhartt on. It was like a jacket, like a like a hoodie, and a hat that was all Carhartt. Yeah, I had a Carhartt hat. Dude, on everyone as well. did, man. It's yeah. good shit. It's warm shit. Yeah, that's a weird thing that like hipsters just stole, like kind of like hillbilly clothing. Yeah, what is that? Because like where I'm from in Iowa, the people that wear Carhartt are like mechanics, you know, like people that work in warehouses, people that work jobs where it's cold, you know. Right. Yeah, where you're gonna have to be outside. Yeah, and then it's just all of a sudden, like, hipsters started wearing it. Like, hipsters dress exactly like all the farmers I grew up with. Well, I think it's mostly that it's, like, kind of affordable. You know, like, it's not, like, like, like North Face and Patagonia, like, tends to be the high end of that kind of stuff, right? Like, you can get Carhartt at Walmart. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, I guess I didn't realize Walmart, but I, it is all over the place. It is all over the place, but you can't find, like, Patagonia at Walmart, I don't think. I haven't looked really hard, but I would be surprised. No, I think that's one of those things. Do they only sell it in, like, Patagonia stores? I don't know. I didn't know there were Patagonia stores until I moved here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got a big old one that just took over, uh, what is it, uh, Ten Barrel Brewing? They took over, Patagonia took it over. Right, Um, yeah. And it's just a big-ass Patagonia store in the middle of Rhino, which is weird because it's surrounded, this, this new Patagonia store, uh, opened in the middle of a pandemic and it's surrounded by just like breweries and wineries and like hip places to eat and then smack in the middle of that's like a fucking Patagonia store. Yeah, I'm sure after, you know, the COVID apocalypse takes a few more of those businesses, we'll see like a Cliff Bar store there. Oh, <laughs> no. We'll see some other. <laughs> You're probably right about that though. Colorado esque businesses yeah it's it's actually just going to be a giant homebrew supply store (laughs) and then right next to that is going to be the hydroponic grow your own weed store yeah so that's one thing i'm always surprised has never happened we've we've never really seen like a movement of like craft marijuana products oh you're not looking in the right places well i know we have friends and uh that are micro growers or whatever where we can access it but it's just like people don't make it as big of a thing as you do your own like home brews i think the difference is because you can home brew in a kitchen like without too much like work um but it you you need certain things to actually be able to grow your own weed like so for example you happen to be talking to a guy who lived in a studio apartment years ago probably five six years ago at this point now humble brag (laughs) yeah right i lived in a studio apartment and i had this weird little closet in the kitchen like i never was really able to use it for anything but at the time i was working at a dispensary that did a lot of um, clones and like we sold nutrients we sold a lot of that kind of stuff and so just being around it and working around it i was like fuck it i want to see what this is like and so i grew two plants in this closet 
How they turn out? Uh, not too bad for like my first time and growing in a closet. So I started. I set everything up. I got two pots. I got my like um, soil, you know, uh, substitute, um, and I started putting it in there. And the temperature was way, way too fucking hot. So what I had to do is I actually had to cut a little hole in the closet and then I installed <laughs> the blower that I bought at Lowe's. Gotcha, glory and, hole, baby. Yeah, dude, that's straight up what it was. But I put a blower where the glory hole was to siphon the hot air out of the room. But the problem with that is it made not just my apartment, but the entire building smell like weed. Like as soon as that's you walked hilarious. in, it was pretty obvious that someone was doing something and that someone was me. That's beautiful. But I got, I mean, each plant I think yielded like four or five ounces each. So I had weed for the whole summer. I mean, it wasn't the best, but like I grew it in my closet. How hard was it? You know, like, uh, but I definitely, you know, it was work, dude. I had to, you know, keep the light cycle running correctly. I had to make sure that was on. I had to like give it nutrients in the morning and night. You know, it was, it took some work and then I had to pull them all down and harvest them myself. So I had some friends come over to like help me out with that. It's just hard if you don't have a house and a bunch of room and chill neighbors. That makes sense. I guess I didn't really think about the the smell of it. It just seems yeah. like there would be more people inventing more products. <laughs> <laughs> there are people. There are straight up like home boxes where it's like a self contained like thing that you can buy. But there's just like you need money to be able to do that. None of our friends have money. Yeah, that's very true. I just I thought people would be infusing it in more because there's all everyone tries to make whatever kooky original flavor of <laughs> IPA that they can yeah. come up with. Like I got a buddy that's like, I made like a spicy chocolate stout. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, just cause yeah, you know. people are kind of doing that. I think you see it more with um, concentrates with like the shatter and wax and like different things like that. Dude, people nerd out, man. There are some crazy ass people out there. Yeah, that's, that's true. I don't really fuck with the, the shatter and the wax and stuff. It just feels like it's too far removed from the regular weed I grew up smoking. Yeah, that's okay. You know, I mean, you, you don't have to be super committed to weed to live in Denver, but it helps. Yeah, d- definitely. Though, that's another weird thing about Denver. I thought everyone would smoke pot here, and we know yeah. so many loser comics that don't <laughs> smoke pot. Yeah, I, we know a lot of loser comics who don't drink either, which, you know what? <laughs> Fuck all of those people. Yeah, what are you doing? You're supposed to have your shit together if you're not drinking or on drugs. Yeah, you should do one or the other. Yeah, there are people out here who just, like, do yoga, take care of themselves. Yeah, that's always a weird thing. Pussies. I uh, didn't turn this up. God damn it. So much for life. We we wanted this to be something so professional. Yeah, and it's not. Um, so, hey, everyone. Uh, we made it to the end of the episode. I was able to turn the volume up on the sampler as we were doing a live. We're figuring it out as we go, everybody. I think this is probably um, the episode most likely to get us canceled. I already said it once, but... Uh, for anyone that's gotten to the end of the episode, um, you know, report us to the authorities, I guess. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, just remember to report Ed Bell the character and not Ed Bell the actual person. That's true. Yeah, that's right. It, we, we really have gone on quite a journey on this one. Yeah, it's been all over the place. But if you haven't had enough of us at this point, that's amazing. But you can always find more of our stuff at okringocomedy.com. And uh, you can find me uh, nowhere on the internet. Don't go look for me after this episode, okay? But you can find the character of Ed Bell. At Not Made for TV on all social media platforms. Yeah, and uh, if you do want to search, I'm at Harrison Gramsia. But honestly, if you've gotten to this point, let's be honest, you probably already knew that. Yeah, and uh, you know what? What's what's our email? Let's, uh, let's take the complaints <laughs> it's, to the email. I'm pretty sure it's okringocomedy at gmail.com. All right. Uh, you heard him. You send us an email. Let us know if we offended you in any way. Yeah, uh, I would love to read those on the next episode.